You found it. The no-nonsense, no-script podcast you've been waiting for. Real people on real issues. Welcome to Dynamic Independence. The home of logic, reason, and common sense. Let's do this. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm sitting down today with Bruce Adams and GP. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are we today? GP, we have you back. Nice to see you. How's it going? Good. Thanks for that enthusiasm, GP. Appreciate it. (laughs) Bruce, how are you today? (laughs) Doing well. Healthy and alive. Yeah, typical. That's great. All right. Mm-hmm. GP, we were talking about it the other day. You were shopping for uh, for kilts or something for, uh, mm-hmm, for hiking. Mm-hmm. And were you successful mm-hmm. in finding that in a refrigerator? Uh, no and no, sadly, because the material that I'm looking for has got to be a uh, moisture lick wicking and also can dry or quick dry on a kilt. And surprisingly, they don't make them that way, except in girls skirts. So I'm having a little trouble. And the refrigerator, no. I, I, the wattage that I'm trying to find is less than 100 watts of continuous use, but I'm not finding that either. Okay. All right. You'd be supporting local businesses if you were doing that. We've been looking at some local businesses around the country that have been getting hurt by all this nonsense. Of course, we talked over some numbers. What was it yesterday, Bruce? We talked over some numbers about how businesses are going to be dropping out. We had some that have dropped out already. Uh, We're looking at the numbers that are going forward the next 12 to 24 to even 48 months out. You're going to be looking at significant small business closures because they're, quote, non-essential. And one business in particular, one industry, I guess, rather, I should say one industry amongst others. I mean, it's it's not the only one, but one one industry that stands out at the at the moment, which is kind of surprising to me, is the fitness industry. They're all losing money. Now, where I am, gyms are open. And I know a lot of other European countries, the gyms are open as well. But America doesn't seem to want to open them. Now, we can get into this side of it uh, as well. I mean, this right here, this concerns me because, you know, you guys know that I'm a, I'm a big health guy, right? I'm, I'm big into working out. I'm big into uh, staying fit, staying healthy, eating right as best I can, all that stuff. And I've, I've really gone out on that endeavor over the last few years uh, and changed that part of my life. And getting in that environment and working on yourself, challenging yourself, always looking for to take it to the next level when it comes to that kind of thing. Not only does it push you as an individual, not only does it condition you to want to improve yourself and strive for something better, but also the other side of that is it keeps you healthy. It keeps your immune system up. And so why in the world can we not take some kind of precaution here and get the environments open that allow people to get in there, get back into the gyms, get back into exercise and stay healthy? Because exercise is a big part of keeping your immune system up. Or is it just the opposite direction when it comes to the agenda of, well, we want to keep everybody as unhealthy as possible without them doing it. We can scare them into it and then we can take care of them as the medical establishment. What are you guys' thoughts on that? I suspect or uh, I don't know, maybe. Maybe it's my paranoia, but one of the things that you uh, build up as you know, as you're exercising and 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 uh, going down that lifestyle path, discipline. That's something you learn. Um, Self control. Those are two things that the ruling parties right now don't seem to want you to have. Because if you're disciplined and have self control, then you are more likely to 
research stuff online for yourself or control your emotions, which we've found out recently that you're racist if um, you try to have self-control. Uh, so, yeah. Yes, you have to be an anarchist, I believe. Isn't that what GP said? You have to, or, or No, that's what you said. You have to be an anarchist if you want to, <laughs> if you, if you want to actually. Definitely. The fitness industry, like I said, has been, uh, has been hit hard by this, right? Left hundreds of thousands of employees without jobs uh, while the gyms are closed. On the counterpoint, though, you got to understand that I, in Germany, I'm sure people wipe down the gym, the gym seats and do all, you know, the cleanups and yes. everything else. Yes. I've been to every gym probably from here to Timbuktu all across this country. And I'll tell you, people suck. They're disgusting. They do not wipe down. It's, it's such a rare event when I see somebody really wiping down that uh, it's shocking to me when I see somebody doing it. I mean, that's how rare it is. I mean, I do. I did. Yeah, and I, I, wipe, I pre-wipe I and then I post-wipe. I pre-wipe and I post-wipe. Yeah, but most people don't. They do not at all. Yeah, hey, I see your point. You'll see yeah, some I, of I the, the, the trainers and stuff. So the gym, that's why, you know, they have to keep these gyms closed because people are just that okay. way. All right. If you're going that the disease is going to kill everybody. I got you. Well, it, and uh, they're they're saying that that's what's happening. Yeah, the disease is killing everybody, right? So uh, we're a group that has been hit really hard by this pandemic, but largely left out of any of relief given by government. Chris Crater, a board member of the International Health and Racket Sports Club Association, uh, has said, while restaurants and hotels received specific waivers in the first Paycheck Protection Program loan package, fitness centers did not. And to be honest with you, I thought that that would have been probably one of the biggest industries that would have gotten some type of money from that, because if they're closed, obviously, and they would be mostly small businesses with the exception of possibly the big chain ones like Planet Fitness or California Fitness or or whatever they are now, or LA Fitness, what, whatever those things are. But I would expect them Who to get funding? some of that. What What's that? Who got funding? The only funding I knew about were loans. Yes, Who that's what funding? I'm talking about. Paycheck protection. Program. No, no, but yeah, any business could have that, including gyms. Yes, but they did not get any is what they're saying. They can't. They are the business. It, it has nothing to do with what type of business you were in. I understand. But this is what the gentleman is saying. He's saying while restaurants no. and hotels receive specific waivers in the first paycheck protection loan package, fitness centers did not. Oh, I see. I that's see. what he's saying. Okay. What were those waivers? I don't know. I, I don't have any idea. I, I didn't even know about any waivers until I just read this. Credit qualification, anyway. credit, credit, credit qualification waivers? Could have been. Could have been. Uh, on Monday, his organization sent a letter to Congress describing the job losses and the long-term effects of the pandemic on the fitness industry. And the association also asked lawmakers to pass legislation that would give the industry financial assistance for the long term, including allowing mid-sized health and fitness chains to access PPP loans. According to the letter, the fitness industry is estimated to have lost $7 billion in revenue through July 1st. So just in that few months, they lost $7 billion. I could see that. I could definitely see that. It's a lot of gyms. I mean, every corner we've got, is there gy- there's gyms like almost on every every block seems to have a gym or a fitness location for anywhere from yoga, Zumba, weightlifting, martial arts. Yeah, it's a lot of money. It says here, yes, yeah, it is a lot of money. It says here that they put almost, uh, looks like half a million people out of work just in the states of Michigan, New York, Washington, North Carolina, Arizona, and California because of the state mandated closures. Another 280,500 employees may be out of work again soon in Texas and Florida and Pennsylvania if they close a second time. See, they're, they're open partially in those states, but they're talking about relocking. The uncertainty about whether gyms will be allowed to reopen and stay open is a huge challenge for the industry. Uh, he said, we don't know when the government regulation is going to be turned on or turned off. See, that's the beauty about this pandemic is they can turn it off and turn it on whenever they want. That's why they picked what they picked. It can happen at any time. Of course it can. That uncertainty 
has been really hard for our workforce. Once you shut down again, anybody who came back in to or anybody who came back to you is now immediately going back on unemployment. And with the current stimulus, we really don't know how long that's going to last, which we're getting close to that 600 a week running out. Is that correct? Yeah, they're trying to create a new stimulus plan. Um well, trying. They they have another plan proposed and they're they're looking for the votes to get it. There is another plan in the works. As far as I know, they have not signed it. You know, it it, it hasn't passed as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, they're okay. supposedly working on it. Honestly, uh, do you guys think we need to continue that in your opinion? Do you think we need to continue it? Because I, I was saying if you really want to get if you want to get people out of this mentality that we've got them in, then get them off the UBIs because that's what it is, in my opinion. I'm in a mixed situation here on this is because where are you going to go back to work? Yes. You I know, see we're, your point. all we're doing, all we're doing is we're delaying the inevitable of people not being able to pay their bills right now with that money. You're able to pay your bills and people are being calm. Now, once that money's gone within what they say, 45, 45 days, I'm looking for the little thing here. 45 days, chaos is going to start breaking out because the people are going to start getting back on their rents, back on their bills, their phone bills are going to start getting turned off. We've got chaos now. Oh, no. It will be on a whole new level once people can't afford to eat because that's where it's going to get to. Because remember, these people are getting 600. A lot of these people are only getting like $167 a week, $200 a week. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So when you can't pay even your phone bill, your phones are getting turned off. So people are going to start going to the streets. I mean, it's going to be, you know, you can't, you can't do the internet. I mean, that would be a good thing. You would think that would be great. You know, (laughs) you can't get on social media. Well, that is until we get our podcast (laughs) shut down, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of a little bit of a hindrance there, GP. Yeah, it is. The um, people are going to strike out and lash out in, in, in crazy numbers. You think the hoarding was horrific when this thing first started? It's going to be robbery and hoarding. An actual instead of you know right you know like AOC said they're just doing it for bread and they've yeah, never bread, hit a grocery yeah. store yeah they've never hit a grocery store the Nike stores sell bread GP. bread is the Nike stores sell oh, bread right, in, right, right, in right, New right. York Nike bread but this time actual grocery stores will get hit they will actually be raided yeah. for food and okay. that's within yeah. ninety days was that ninety the Venezuela ninety 45 days. days. 45 uh, to 90 days, yeah. Well, no, no. 45 days is when this, the chaos starts breaking out where people start getting violent and start hitting the streets. At 90 days, the grocery stores will be empty. So, yeah. That's what we look at. Look at the Venezuela. Yeah. Just look at the timeline. I know. It's, uh, I know. It's, uh, that's what I was trying to follow. No, I know. No, you're, you're right. Last quote here. He says, these are people who built their businesses from the ground up. These are small business owners. These aren't big corporate business owners. They're small companies that are just going to go away. I think what we're going to hear is that these jobs go away and then they don't come back. Where are these people going to go to work? Well, yeah, that's kind of what happens when the businesses close their doors and they don't reopen. So, yes, I see I see where he's coming from on this. I see where his organization's coming from on this. These are people that have built their business from the ground up and they have all their doors closed through no fault of their own, just from a state mandated shutdown. And I say mandated because you know, it's not a law, is it? Right. You know, I, I heard I heard um, that the government's hiring contact tracers, you know, starts oh, right, at like $15 right. an hour, you know, 15 yeah. to $20 yeah. an hour. Yeah. No experience needed. Mm-hmm. They'll train you. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So states being shut down, small businesses being shut down. See, it's not subject to just 
fitness clubs, right? Subject to all kinds of other things, most notably restaurants. We talked about restaurants and bars yesterday, how the government's now going to decide what your meals are and what they aren't. Not only are they taking that stance, most notably Governor Cuomo in New York, you know, your friend, Bruce, we were, we're going to talk mm, about him. Yeah, it's my favorite. Yes. But uh, now he's threatened to shut down bars and restaurants completely because they're just not following the rules. See, they didn't follow the rules to even classify what they needed to classify as what was considered to be a meal in the government's eyes, in his eyes, right, in his mandates. It wasn't done properly. So now he's talking about rolling everything back completely for those that don't behave and that don't follow the rules or excuse me, follow the law properly, as he put it, which is not a law Mm -hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. I've got a clip here of, uh, of Governor Cuomo, uh, and we can uh, we can play this and we can discuss it out. Feel free to jump in there in the midst of all of it. Uh, it's a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, if you if you guys feel like you need to uh, you need to butt in and say something, we can pause it and we can uh, we can talk about what he said. I spoke to a number of restaurant owners yesterday. Uh, we've had numerous conversations. The bad restaurant and bar owners are going to make it worse for the good ones. Most restaurants and bars are complying. They're going through a very tough economic situation, but they're living by the rules. You can pause it right there, right off the bat. You see how they're, they're dividing? Right off the bat. He's going for division. These are the good ones because they're capitulating. These are the bad ones because they're not. So you guys should shame them for not freaking scum of the earth. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. You're, no, you're absolutely right. He's starting right off and he's saying the bad restaurants and bars, the bad restaurants and bars. So it's it's anybody that doesn't follow the rules. You're the bad ones. You're the ones that are going to make it hard for everyone else. The bad ones who are exploiting the situation and breaking the law, by the way, this is not just morality. They're breaking the law. No, are going to make it's it not a law. Not that are that's not a law. That that is not a law. That's <laughs> that's a mandate that he handed down. That's not a law. Executive orders aren't laws. That's just the way it is. Uh, even even city ordinances aren't laws. <laughs> if it violates the constitution, you can take it to court and you know sue the city. Really. <laughs> what but. was it you said yesterday, Bruce? What was it you said? If you were a business owner, you tell this order this order right here to get stuffed. Isn't that what? Isn't that kind of how you put it? Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Uh, tell See, them to get stuff in, more or in less. his eyes. You're one of the bad ones, right? The bad ones mm, <laughs> they are yes, going to ruin yes. it for everyone else. But I'm not the one that killed over 6,500 that we know of in retirement homes. Yes, of my yes, there is that. Yes, but, there is you know. that. Bad for everyone. The local governments are not doing their job. We cannot allow those congregations to continue. If it happens, I'll tell you what's going to happen. We're going to have to roll back the opening plan. And we're going to have to close bars and restaurants. That is what Hmm. we are going to have to do. So the local Hmm. governments, I say, look. See, he's going to have to do it. He's not. He doesn't want Hmm. to. He doesn't want to. He's going to have to do Hmm. it just because you're not following the rules and the police aren't doing their jobs. He also said local government as well. Isn't they're not doing their job. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's police, but it's also uh, as a governor, he's talking about the, the cities that are saying you can get stuffed. He's saying that they're the bad guys, too. So he's saying that Mayor but, de Blasio is not doing his job. Well, not just not just de Blasio. It's the other smaller towns that aren't following the orders as well. I, de Blasio, I think, is following the orders uh, pretty well. Uh, they're pretty well in lockstep, the two of them. The other thing that I'd like to point out 
we talked about this on the torture podcast, you know, breaking that down. This is one of the the tactics that they do to where they're they're like, if you don't do this, then we're going to slap you down with something else, you know, that whole give you freedoms, let things get back up. And then, oh, we're going to have to slap you back down again because you're not fully capitulating to our quote unquote laws. It's fluctuation of attitude, changing of your mind and yep. your policy. Uh-huh. Essential businesses, non-essential businesses, right? You get a reward though, in that aspect, right, when you put it in that context, when you're looking at the uh, uh, Biedermann's chart of coercion, when we were going through that, the reward is you wear a mask, you can do this. You don't want to enforce the law because you think it's politically unpopular uh, and you don't want to do something that's politically unpopular. I'll tell you what's more politically unpopular. When you're going to have to explain to the people why we had to close all bars and restaurants. Well, you're doing that's that. going to be more politically difficult than mm. telling the NYPD to do their job. This is not a, a point of sending out the police department to inform young people to wear a mask. No, that's they've the next heard step. that message. Uh, the police department uh, is is not there to inform them of mask compliance. Well, then who police does it? Departments have to enforce the law. They have to enforce the law. Oh wait, that wait, is wait. the only. So- you, you mean the mask mandates aren't law? What? The mask I, I mandates thought you just aren't. said they were law. Hmm. The mask mandates aren't law. He's talking about how the businesses are law, but I, I'm confused here. I'm confused here. He says it's not mm-hmm. the police's job to enforce mask mandates. What did we see, what, about a month ago, a month or two ago, when all that mask nonsense started? People being dragged out of the subway system by the NYPD by like eight or nine cops because they didn't have a mask uh-huh. on or they weren't wearing it properly. Right. Right. So if it's you not know, their you know what job, else? go ahead. You know what else is uh, politically difficult to explain? You know, is a polit- having policies that kill people in retirement homes. And I'm not going to let this this you douche are not gonna let this that down. Go, are you? <laughs> you are not no, going to let that go. No, you. He specifically passed policies that killed people. How the hell is he getting away with that in America? He should not. And, you know, we talked about that yesterday. The New York State Legislature has hearings coming up on the 1st and on the 10th of August. So honestly, I'm going to give at the moment, at the moment, I'm going to give the New York State Legislature the benefit of the doubt. And I want to see what their investigation yes. and their hearings uncover. So at the moment, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. So I'm, I'm waiting to see what starts uh, here in five days on uh, August 1st. Uh, but let's finish up with Agreed. this. line between anarchy and civilization. They have to enforce the law, and they're not. Uh, the bad bar, uh, bad, bad operators in terms of restaurants and bars, they're going to make it bad for everyone because, and for themselves. We will have to roll back the bar and restaurant opening. If the congregations continue, if the local governments don't stop it, that is what is going to happen. So you have idle threats from from someone like this. Now, the the problem becomes, what do you do? Because you see this standoff is, is getting a little bit worse. It, like this tension is getting so thick, you can almost cut it with a knife. Because he's not necessarily talking about New York City and the boroughs here, because as you said, de Blasio's on the same page as him, correct? Or pretty much. Right. Pretty much. But yeah. other parts of the state that don't have the types of numbers that you're seeing in areas of like New York City, where, you know, the dense population is. What about someone that's in upstate that has a diner or a cafe or something? What about them that has, I don't know, maybe 50 cases in the whole town? 
What do they have to close for? You can't apply a one size fits all to this. We've said that from the start of this thing. This Mm -hmm. doesn't work. And that's precisely what he's trying to do. You put out a, I don't know, a, a video or something and somebody and you, you got some snitch lines that are open and people are hanging out at bars and restaurants going to a uh, going to a street festival or whatever it might be that a town has. And the police aren't going to enforce that because the police know that it's unconstitutional and it's illegal for them to enforce it. So if the locales won't enforce the unconstitutional and illegal edicts that he's handing down, then where does that leave him? Where does that leave him? What is he? Does he bring in the National Guard and start cracking business owners over the head? I don't think that's going to fly too well either. Honestly, if he did something like that, I I honestly don't know how the people would react to that. I really don't. I don't know, because you clearly you can hear him say that the police aren't doing their jobs. You can hear him say and local governments right. aren't doing their jobs. So if they're not going to enforce his illegal orders, which is what they are, and he's up there making idle threats like that. Well, then that puts the ball in his court, doesn't it? Because if people aren't going to listen to it now, what makes you think they're going to listen to another order to shut down and you're going to clean out mom and pop stores that are across the state, not just New York City, but you're going to clean them out across the state. What does that have to do with someone who lives up in, like I said, in upstate, out in the middle of nowhere, out in the county somewhere? What what does that got to do with them? If they have a handle on things in those areas, they shouldn't have to suffer as a result of that. He's been a fascist dictator. He's trying to be a dictator and the police uh, and local governments aren't giving him his power that he wants. Uh, and so he's he's lashing out at other at the the local governments and the the ones that he deems is not following the quote unquote law. He, nah, he, he's I, I, I hope he doesn't win another election. Well, I honestly, I think that uh, I think he's handled things up there very well. Don't you, Bruce? No. Oh, yes. Yes. No? Just smashing. Awesome. <laughs> He's done a great job up there. <laughs> GP, you're a small business guy. You're all into yeah. the, you're all into the small business. What's your take on what he, how he's treating uh, the the business owner, the small business owners in the state of New York like this that are providing a service to people? Well, you did mention the word dictator yeah. and fascist. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, we don't know all the uh, the reasons behind what he's doing. We just know he's a being a politician wanting to to uh, he's got to fall in line. But it, it's given the information. We're not in his shoes, right? We don't know what he's having to deal with. Correct. That's correct. That's correct. And who's the power? That is is he being a dictator? Is in he's his this his his choice, his mandates, his rules, or is he just being told what to do? Well, so the question becomes: Why, why are we blaming him, him if he's just a puppet? Well, yeah. the question becomes: Who's telling him what to do? If you're going by exactly that, who is who's telling yeah, him what to who's do? telling him what to do? Do you think he's the guy that's masterminding all of this? Do you honestly believe, with the way he talks, that no. this is the mastermind? No, I don't. No, I don't. But again, I mean, and I'm going to make comparisons here to say your state in California with your governor, um, uh, Gavinito Mussolini out there. Um, <laughs> yeah, Mussolini. Mussolini, yeah. Um, and I, I try to make sense of this, which I think I kind of have an idea in the back of my head as to what it is. But if you have guys like Cuomo and guys like Newsom that go through and systematically shut down their states and destroy small businesses and they force populations to vacate the state and leave, well, how are they going to get reelected if they have all the small businesses just pull up and leave? Like that, that's not going to make any sense. They're going to just like they're destroying the economical independence of their states single handedly. Not necessarily. If you, leave, if you leave, if you get most of the people that are that are business owners and those vote against people like him anyway. So let's get rid of all those people. So it just ensures his position. If you get rid of all the producers, though, then mm-hmm. where's the money going to come from? Yep. <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah, that's mean, the problem that, that's for what later. It is. 
That's a problem. That's a problem for later. Yes, that's a no. That's a problem that for now. In my eyes, that's a problem for now. For yes, for rational, normal, linear thinking people. But we we recall that that is considered. Well, you know what? I don't want to go down that road. I got you. Um, No, it's fine. Yeah, his his job is only to quell the people today or quell the yes, basically quell the people today and not and worry about the consequences later. And I don't think he's he's the leader of all of this. I think he's just being told, OK, this is what your stance is this week. This is what your stance is next week. And uh, that's that's where it goes. I think we really need to focus in on the people that are actually causing a lot of this issue. Who's really benefiting? It? Is it corporations? Is it political leaders? Is it a country? Is it, you know, your favorite, the Chinese Communist Party? You know, <laughs> which one My is favorite. It? My favorite, really? You're going to go there on me? Your favorite go-to. No, (laughs) I know. Honestly, I look uh, at, because if you listen to the way that they're they're making their decisions, right? Guys like mm -hmm. Cuomo and Newsom, if you listen to the way that they're talking, if you listen to the way that they're making their decisions arbitrarily, then what are they making those based on? Public health, right? So if you look at that aspect of it, then, and I'm just kind of rationalizing this in my own head, if they're going off of that then naturally, who are they listening to? They're listening to the public health, quote, experts that are in the state levels, the local levels, and so on. And where do they get their information? They get their information further up the line. Places like the CDC, places like the NIH, people like Dr. Fauci. And who's he an errand boy for? Bill Gates. And who are they in cahoots with? The WHO. And who's the WHO in cahoots with? The CCP. Now, I'm just connecting one dot to the next here. CCP, CCP I'll tell you what I'll tell you what the CCP is. The CCP is Mm -hmm. the modern day Nazi party. That's what it is. That's what it is. If you look at what they're doing and the way that they behave Mm. and the type of policy that they're dealing out, the territories that they're taking, not just from uh, an economical standpoint, but from a deal standpoint as in extracting minerals, uh, you know, rare earth minerals, resources, things of that nature in order to, quote, build themselves up from within. And then they've been given exemptions from all the major world treaties or anything like that as far as like, you know, environmental regulations, environmental standards, because they're still considered a, quote, developing country. So they don't have to abide by any of that stuff. So they've been given an unfair advantage for the last half century or more. And I'm not like I said, I'm not I'm not going to go down some crazy conspiracy path here and I'm not going to get my tinfoil hat on. But every time I start kicking doors open and one thing leads me to the next, I always end up there. That's just the way that it is. Also, on top of that, I'm looking at what's happening with these protests across the United States or protest riots across the United States. And when I see this type of thing, the destruction of the monuments, the degradation of our culture, the changing of our history, all this is Maoism. All this comes from Mao's cultural revolution. You can say it's cultural Marxism, yes, but Mao took it to the next level. The killing of old people, as Bruce put it, Bruce, that's your thing with Governor Cuomo, right? That's him. That particular aspect. Who did that? Who did that when they started their cultural revolution? Mao did that. So like I said, when I start kicking doors open and I start looking at how things are and I I know history, man. I mean, I'm not an expert on it by any means, but I know I know a little bit and I'm making comparisons here based on historical analysis that I've done myself personally. And so when I see these things and I see these people, these figures that are involved, I see the agendas that they're fostering and the ones that they're trying to apply. And the average person doesn't really see too much of it and they don't understand what they're looking at. Then, yes, I do see a bigger agenda here. So do I think that Governor Cuomo, to answer your earlier question, do I think Governor Cuomo's acting independently? No, I don't. 
But anyway, let's get over into some Riot stuff, unless you guys have any further comments on any of that. Nope. Cuomo is awful. There we go. That's that's Cuomo's funny. awful. It's it's that simple. I mean, both both of them actually, but yeah. But I was talking. I mentioned there about uh, riots and, and unrest across the U.S. Well, there was a protest in uh, in Louisville yesterday, right? Louisville, Kentucky, and they had a little bit of a problem, didn't they? One of them couldn't quite get it figured out. They couldn't quite get it figured out. A Louisville protest descended into chaos when an armed protester accidentally shot himself. And three members of his group. I saw the video. There's too much language in it. Uh, I can't play it here. The uh, the gunshots happened. It was right in the middle of the crowd, too. Like I said, I did see it. It happened by the group, uh, the NFAC, the Not Effing Around Coalition is what they call themselves. Members were injured by shots fired by one of their own members' guns. So, uh, look, I'm all for... Like, we've talked about gun ownership and, and all that stuff. I'm all for gun ownership, Okay. I've legal gun ownership. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I mean, we're staunch advocates of the Second Amendment here. But if you're going to carry a weapon, then damn it, you need to be responsible with it and you need to know how to use it. Go out, get yourself some basic training on it. You buy a gun. If you're if you're a first time gun owner or you're looking at buying a gun, because I know gun sales are off the chart right now. For the love of God, when you when you go to a gun store, talk with the people that are there. Usually a lot of them will have ranges, instructors, or they'll have a range on site where you can get instruction. You're not just protecting everybody else. You're protecting yourself as well. So if you're going to have a gun and you're going to do it legally, which I'm all for, then you need to know how to use it responsibly. These idiots that go out there and do this kind of nonsense, all they do is just pass guns out to each other. That's all they do. Because any person that had half a brain and had half a sense it was worth their weight in salt knows that you don't do this kind of thing. This kind of thing doesn't just happen if you if you know what you're doing. Did you guys see this video? I haven't seen it, but it does confirm whether or not uh, they're armed. That was a, a question, uh, not not just armed. I mean, the weapons were loaded. That was actually a question of mine. Are they just protesting, you know, with for show or was it legit? You know, they're they're armed and loaded. It says here that we just watched two people be taken onto stretchers at Baxter Square on 12th and Jefferson. Metro's safe. Metro's confirmed reports of shootings and there are multiple victims. We heard noises when people started to scatter and get behind cars and to take a knee. So let me get this straight. Gunshots ring out and you all scatter. I thought you're all tough men and women, which something like this just happened down in Texas. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But this kind of nonsense, if you're some big old tough guy, then uh, then why are you running? Especially when one of your own accidentally discharges something. You know, I'm glad there was nobody killed through their own incompetence. You know, I'm, I'm glad at least for that. But nonetheless, you know, it just get uh, you bunch of idiots. Absolute idiots. The same cannot be said for uh, an armed protest down in Austin, Texas. So a guy that drove a crowd, get this right, a, a guy drives a car through a crowd of Black Lives Matter demonstrators in Austin. Protesters walked up armed. Excuse me. Let me restate that armed protesters walk up to the guy's car. The driver puts the window down and drops the guy right there on the side of the street. And I don't know the details of all this, right? I don't know the details. But if you've got an armed crowd of people walking up to your car and you yourself are are armed and they start menacing your car and they're threatening to drag you out of it or they're pointing at they're pointing a gun at you, what are you going to do? They were around the car. They were yelling. And everything that we've been seeing out there in the streets, God only knows what they're going to do. There's a few bits of information that's lacking uh, because the media says when somebody drives through protesters, I know that, that doesn't means. necessarily mean yeah. 
I know what that means. Yeah, but that, means that doesn't usually they're standing there and they they're, they're like they're usually usually the car is stopped and they're trying to get through the intersection and they surround the car. That's usually what that means. So they just drive. Right. But right. But driving through protesters could be they're slowly inching through protesters trying to not hurt anyone. It could be someone flooring it and just smashing through. I mean, it, what it means is very vague and they're not giving you details here. And exactly what you were saying, it, it could have been that he was trying to get through and they were surrounding his car. And then when he finally got through, they had some armed ones come come at him. And that's when he unloaded on him. You know, we don't know what the scenario is. It says here the armed protester approached, uh, then a shot rang out and he dropped to the ground. Police monitoring the rally found the victim with gunshot wounds. Uh, and he was pronounced dead shortly after being taken to a local hospital. The driver sped away, according to witnesses, before he was detained and is cooperating with officers. They're saying that it's being treated as a homicide. But uh, again, this is I mean, I'm not going to take sides here, but you don't know the circumstances, as you said. But what have we seen? And I'm just making comparisons to what we're seeing all across the country. What are we seeing to people that do this? People go out. They come across a crowd of people like what happened in New York City. When all this started, mm-hmm. do, you, do you remember when the riots started in New York City and the police officers ran through a barricade? They sat there. Mm-hmm. They sat there. An NYPD officer in an SUV, they sat there because they got broken off from the other crowd. So he drove down two blocks away and there was another crowd that was blocking the intersection through the barricades. So the officer pulls up and there's a crowd of what? A couple of hundred kids out there. Mm-hmm. And when I say kids, I'm talking college kids here, not adults, right? I'm not talking I'm not talking young children, but they're all standing out there. They all surround the uh, uh, the police cruiser and another one shows up and they surround that one. And so they ram through the barricade. What are they supposed to do? What are they supposed the, to do? Wasn't OK. So the one that ran through, didn't they throw something and break out the back window as well? I believe cruiser? on I believe on one of them. Yes. Yeah, it was the one that was uh, that ran through the barricade because the other one drove around the barricade. Uh, but the other one had they had moved the barricade in front of him. So he just nudged the barricade and pushed the protesters back and then was able to get around. So, yeah. But and but I've the way other- that it's worded, the way it's worded by the media, he ran through protesters. You know, it, they make it sound bad, but they're not telling a lie, but they are at the same time. You know, anyway. Yeah. And I've seen cases where I like I saw a video once of this um, this truck, you know, it was I think it was like a Ford F-250 or something. Truck tries to go through a crowd of protesters and he's just inching his way along, you know, trying not to hurt anybody. He's just inching his way along. And one of them pulls out a handgun and, and unloads a couple of rounds into the cab of the truck. Yeah. So, again, what are they supposed to do? I mean, I've talked to people. They're saying, hey, look, I'm not stopping. I come across mm-hmm. a crowd of people. I know I know people that live in major cities over there. They're telling me if I come across a crowd, of people, I'm not stopping. So, you know, I expect this kind of stuff to continue. And, you know, the worst part about it is they're they're out there in the middle of the streets doing it on purpose. They're out there trying yeah. to get the conflict started. See, they need the struggle in the streets. They need the fight in the streets for it to be considered a uh, a movement that they're advocating for. They have to have the fight. And they're not getting it. So they're going to continue to push and they're going to push and they're going to push a little more until they do get some type of a reaction. And this, again, I think is where it's we're seeing the top down and bottom up pressure being applied because we have the top down pressure coming from uh, state and local governments, health officials with this mask mandate garbage. Right. They're pushing this nonsense. This is to further stress the population. You throw this at the bottom, excuse me, at the 
uh, at the population, then you're enabling the groups again at the bottom. You're allowing them to continue because of what we're seeing, obviously, in places like Portland, places like Los Angeles as of last night, places like Seattle, Chicago, St. Augustine, Florida, as of today and yesterday. You see these types of acts that are being taken. So the groups at the bottom are being enabled by the groups at the top. In the meantime, the group in the middle, the peaceful law-abiding citizens, were being threatened again. Well, shut your business down. Wear these masks. So we're being tormented from two different sides. We're being henpecked from two different sides because they're trying to provoke a response out of us. They need the fight. They need the struggle. And that's what they're after. But is it to say that they're going to create a worse empire than we already are or a better one? No, we're going to go down that road. Do we know? Um, we're we're going to go down that road. Um, <laughs> I, I don't want to go down that road today, but uh, because okay. next week we're going to go, we're going to do a special this coming week. Uh, it's going to be the agenda of societal change. And I'm happy to discuss that in that. Um, okay. But that's too big of an argument to get into right now. But uh, but if yes, we trust they're, government, they're, we're fools. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Well, GP, I trust government. I, I trust my government. Don't you? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Bruce, because you they trust your government, the don't truth. you? They do. Dr- Bruce, you, t- you trust your government, don't you? No. He won't even get in the game. He's like, no, no there's no. no, I can't even sarcastically you say. Can't even, you can't <laughs> no. even be sarcastic with us, can you? Uh-uh. No, no not, not for this one. No. <laughs> but see, Bruce, if you just listen <laughs> to the officials. they'll take a clip out and they go, look, you just, government. <laughs> you do. If you just listen to the officials, if you trust them, listen, well, listen to this You're right, guy. Judy. I don't want to get involved in politics, but all I can do is plead with the people out there to be consistent and listen to what if health officials like myself, if I may, are saying. Put everything else aside and uh-huh. uniformly do the right thing. Oh, Okay. All right. Well, just see, as long as he tells us, right, and we can trust him, right, because he's been right. He's been right about everything. So, you know, if we just listen to him, everything will be fine. Anyway. Yeah. So this is a this is a very unique situation. Uh, And there is there is video of this one. This is a very unique situation. A car drives through a mob of protesters on a Colorado highway, the I-225 in Aurora. And a protester shot other protesters while trying to shoot the driver. So do you see do you see what I'm talking about here when when I say that we're seeing this kind of thing all over the country? Someone tries to get through. I mean, look at those look at those people. Look at them blocking traffic like that. I mean, clearly you can see. I mean, if you're in a car, let's say you're in a car. Let's say you're in there with your two kids. How are you? And you see these mobs of people, four or five hundred people come out and, and they start surrounding your car. What are you going to do? Hmm. I mean, I understand where I would stop. I can't say I would stop either. I can't say I would stop either because we've seen enough videos of people being dragged out of their cars and beaten. Absolutely. Absolutely. Says here that a car drove through a crowd of protesters uh, that were walking on the I-225. At least two protesters were hit or grazed by bullets as a fellow protester tried to shoot the driver. What were they trying to shoot the driver for? Why? Because they were well, they were looking for some money or something. You know, we've talked about this before. The, the Cybertruck. It sounds even better now, <laughs> right? Yeah. When can I get one of those? Four motors. Can, can we? Can yeah, we get yeah. an email over to Elon and, and get, see if we can get those pre-ordered and, and drop ship to us? Right. Right. Is that possible? Right. Uh, so yes. Did they, they catch the driver? Is, well, no, they didn't hit the driver. The driver wasn't at fault here. This was a protester that uh-huh. was shooting at the driver. They missed the driver and shot two other protesters. Okay, but he, okay, the driver that was going into the crowd, did he go in? They don't have video of this, do they? The Jeep was driving down an open lane. It seems to have had a flat tire from riders damaging it previously, and the riders began shooting at it after it passed them by without hitting anyone. So, no, they didn't hit anybody. Yeah. They had already been under attack, it looks like. The, uh, and they've got pictures of the the Jeep here, uh, and clearly it's got a flat tire. So, there's video. 
There's video. Yeah. The so the first Twitter post that they they linked there uh, from Brett McDonald. Uh, the Jeep drives by at that point, and you can tell you can visibly tell it has a flat tire. So they already attacked the Jeep. So he's he's yeah. fearing in his life. Yes. You see why I wouldn't stop? Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't stop. stop either. Well, it's gang mentality. You know, there it's like piranhas. This is the difficulty in these situations is once one goes aggressive, then everybody goes aggressive. You can you can walk around, a, a you know, in a school of piranha. I've seen multiple yeah, divers sure. doing it. Sure. But once one of them becomes agitated, all of them become agitated and it becomes a threat. So I hope charges aren't pressed against this driver because that would definitely be the end of all. We will see a far more deaths coming up in the future because if somebody's like, oh, my gosh, if I move forward, I'm going to be attempted murder. But if I don't move, I might as well just die. Well, what if? Well, yeah, that's just it. I mean, you're, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. You have to make mm-hmm. the decision. And the police have been told to stand down on all this. This is I big, think if they're the, protesting on a freeway and they do not have at least one half mile markers, like, look, when a semi truck goes down on the side of the freeway, do you know how far back flares are? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly. a long distance. When, it, when an accident, when a refrigerator falls off a truck in the middle of the freeway, highway patrol has flares going back forever. Yep. I would say that if these protesters do not have that kind of marking before their thing, they should all be charged with, with a grievous crime. All of them. Because they're all acting as one unit. If you, it's like it's like when these these burglars, these uh, these armed robbers going to a grocery store, right? Four of them going to a grocery store. The one of the guys shoots somebody. They all get charged with murder, correct? Yep. Or an or an assess, uh, accessory. Yeah. Assist, yeah. Well, it's, yes. They're all charged for the same. They all get charged yes. for the same crime because you're yeah. assisting in that crime. And I right. think the same thing should be done with these these rioters. You know, a peaceful protest. You know what happens in a peaceful protest? Nothing. No crimes are committed. So everyone's good. You remember those, um, those, the uh, anti-lockdown group? <laughs> I mean, a lot of special people in that group, but there weren't any crimes committed. And everyone's like, oh, we should blame everyone, blah, 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 blah. But that was peaceful. The Second Amendment people walking down, up and down the street. Peaceful. But these people should all be charged as a collective for the crimes that are committed and be treated as a collective. Oh, well, it was only one guy making the rest of us look bad. Well, you know what? You should have policed him yourself, right? Isn't that what they're talking about? We can police ourselves. Correct. Yes. Well, we saw how well, well they're not. worked out in Louisville. We saw that how well, how oh, well that we worked in Louisville. Chaz, too. Do you know they're still reporting rapes? In Chaz? Still? It's been disbanded. Chaz? Yeah. Well, no, no. There's People are coming forward. Oh, yes. Okay. I see what you're saying. Uh, which yeah, I got no, some no, stuff no. on Seattle. Yeah, go ahead. So... I'm I'm a little uh, looking. I was looking more at the article and some of the videos and stuff that were Twitter posts and whatnot. The uh, you see the jeep stopped, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and law enforcement are are talking to the jeep uh, to the driver. There's there's the driver and a passenger, and it looks like I can't tell if it's oil or if it's just condensation from the air conditioner um, leaking out on it. But you can see visibly that there's damage. Someone comes around with their their smartphone. And are trying to dox the driver and the passenger because they're going around trying to get the faces of them, get the license plate and all this. And then they're posting it on Facebook or on uh, Twitter. But like, wh- <laughs> why is this OK? Uh, well, the answer is the short answer is it's not. And see, this again is where I say this is where the pressure is coming in. You've got the top down. OK, but there's up. a perspective issue, right? You See, here's what we're missing a little bit again. Is a perspective issue. The person with the, okay, what if you didn't know that that Jeep was attacked before 
and you were just saw this Jeep coming towards everybody, wouldn't you want to get a picture of the person that's driving it? No, because I don't know what the, the situation is before that. I'm someone that believes in the, the rule of law and justice. Mm-hmm. If I don't what, see the okay. entire scenario mm-hmm. and I don't know that he was attacked beforehand, which how can you not? The freaking tires flat and then there's mm-hmm. damage on the vehicle. But that aside, you don't. This is after he's already been stopped by police. Police are interacting with them. You no longer need to try to identify the dude. The police are involved. So I, I don't I don't understand why okay, you're the trying police, to if dox- The police have already stopped him. Why is he continuing to go? No, 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 no. The Jeep is stopped. Uh-huh. The police are talking with him. The driver is out of the vehicle. There's someone else that walks up with a camera and are recording the driver and the passenger and getting the, dri- the license plate on the vehicle and mm-hmm. all that. Like they specifically bend down and put only the license plate in view. Like they're intentionally getting all this information. It's and and police are involved, right? They're right there interviewing the guy. Why are you doing this at this point? Trying to dox these people on Twitter? Why hasn't Twitter removed this? Because there was clearly violence that was involved in an investigation going on. Why aren't you 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 banning this video or removing the video or at least shadow banning it? Or does this fit your narrative? Well, it didn't have it didn't involve high profile people, so it's not bannable, I guess. Because that's all Twitter seems to ban is just high elites, high elite pedophiles. That's it. That's all they ban if you put anything up on that. But you didn't hear or that. You from talk me. about masks, you know, saying how they yeah. don't work. Yes. Or if you go against the WHO, then you yeah. find yourself yeah, banned. True. Or if you're Candace Owens, if you're Candace Owens, you get banned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How dare you tell people that working is good? <laughs> yeah, right. Awful. Mm, racist. <laughs> you just, just racist. You just want people to die. You just want people to die, GP. That's all it is. Okay. We were talking about Chicago a couple of weeks ago. You remember we were talking about how the um, and I know, GP, this subject really gets gets to you because the violence in Chicago is just out of control. And you've got Trump, who's ready to send in federal troops to help deal with the situation mm-hmm. in Chicago, because look, <laughs> the numbers in there are off the charts. The three of us were talking about Chicago last week. Uh, or actually mm-hmm. earlier in this this week about the numbers in Chicago, there is a significant increase there. It's there. We're looking at at least a double digit increase this year alone from last year at the same time. Now, what upsets me days- is her stance. Her okay, stance well, yeah, is it's business as usual. This is business as usual. The numbers aren't yes. any higher. I don't know yeah. about you, but if my city was murdering each other, I would definitely see something wrong. I agree with you. I'm not going to disagree with that at all. And we're going to get to Mayor Lori Lightfoot here in just a moment. We're a few days behind on this one. Uh, We've been meaning to talk about this one here for a couple of days now. We just haven't had time. 15 people, right? 15 people were wounded in a mass shooting outside of a funeral home in Chicago. 10 female victims, five male victims, according to an update from Chicago police earlier Wednesday morning. The victims ranged from 21 to 65 years old. At least six people are in serious condition as of two days ago. It began as a solemn ceremony for a victim of gun violence and ended up becoming a gruesome scene for gun violence unto itself. Chicago Police First Deputy Superintendent Eric Carter said a black vehicle was heading west on 79th Street at 6.30 p.m. when people inside began firing at attendees of a funeral. Chicago Police said the vehicle involved was stolen. Police said there is video surveillance of the shooting incident, but the video is not graphic enough to identify the offenders. Three suspects, the attendees of the funeral, began firing back at the vehicle, which turned north on Carpenter Street and kept firing at people from the funeral before crashing into a parked car midway down the block. The occupants got out and fled multiple directions. That city's out of control. It's out of control. And you know something? I don't think anybody in the city of Chicago is going to disagree with that. The violence is out of control. You don't have this kind of violence going on in 
in a, quite frankly, a lot of third world countries. It's it's just I mean, it's it's there, but it's it's not to this level. But again, we're looking well, you, at it. You missed a key point there, Johnny. Did you notice the article was mentioning gun violence, gun violence, gun violence? OK, yes, they're keying on the, the gun itself because I'm, I'm going to take the source here. The source is CBS. OK, so, yes, I'm going to mm-hmm. look at that agenda. Sure. I mean, I've seen it so much now that I just kind of dismiss it. But yes, gun violence, gun violence. Yes. It's not the gun. It's the person. Yes. I'm one of those people. They don't people. focus you, on the people. Yeah. I, I'm one of those people. You can call me crazy, but I'm one of those people that doesn't believe that guns kill people. People use guns to kill people. That's what it is. It's the person that uses it. I've been around guns all my life. Ever since I was five years old, not one time have I ever used or even thought of using a gun to settle any kind of a, um, a dispute with someone. That's just foolish. Come on. You know spoons make people fat. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> Where, where, are, we, are we not going to talk about the times? Pens the make mistakes, spelling mistakes. Go ahead. Are we not going about the times? What? Are, are, are we not going to? Are we not going to talk about the times? We're we just ignoring the times that guns just randomly went off and and started shooting at us when nobody else was there. It was just the gun. Uh, are we? Are we ignoring? Oh, right. That's right. Because that doesn't happen. Guns don't just randomly go off and start shooting. There has to be a causation of it. Well, if you throw it in a fire, I'll let you know. No, so GP. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, but GP, <laughs> yeah, but you're you're right though, GP. They're keying on the gun, and they're not talking about the people that are involved here. So you're looking at an Distress, instance where disarm, deceive. Yes, you're looking at an instance here where you have a funeral for a victim of gun violence, and you think the people that are at the funeral are going to be there to mourn. But what happens? The shootout from the vehicle, and then the people at the funeral turn around and return fire. They can't even take a day off. Second so, Amendment rights. <laughs> that's not the Second Amendment. That's I guarantee you there isn't a legal law-abiding citizen amongst any of them that were shooting. Okay, that's because, wrong. Okay, no, that's 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 wrong mentally. Th- that's wrong thinking because you don't know that. Oh do yes, we I do. investigate each and every person. Yes, do we? Yes, do we I investigate do. each and every person that was at this funeral? It doesn't matter because there's a total gun ban in Chicago, so none of those guns could have been legal. Uh, they have a they have a uh, they have a concealed permit. No. Not, not in Chicago. <laughs> not in Chicago, they don't. You, Maybe no. in 1920. Well, it's good that they pass those laws because if, since they passed that law, there have been no shootings. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Chicago mayor, Chicago mayor, Lori Lightfoot passed a law earlier this week. I don't know if this was satire, if this was real. I, I didn't have time to dig on it, but I'm sure it was satire. She passed a law saying that no one was allowed to shoot anyone else. But she is out now because of all this uptick in violence in Chicago. Most notably, that one right there, that was the biggest one that stood out to me this week of a victim of gun violence when there was more gun violence. Excuse me. People violence using guns. Is that right, GP? People violence using guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Or violent people using guns. Violent people using guns. Yeah, gotcha. All right. Yeah, just so we're clear. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot blames other states for Chicago's gun violence problem. On Sunday, on CNN's State of the Union, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot said that Chicago's high gun violence rates were a result of the city being inundated with guns from states that have virtually no gun control. Now, see, fellas, that's just a simple explanation as to how this is out of control. See, it's everyone else that's causing this problem. It's it's all the other states and all the other cities that don't have the gun bans. They're the ones that are causing this problem. I love this argument. I love this argument. Anchor Jake Tapper, yeah, because he's so intelligent. President Trump said he had a great talk with you and suggested that if he had his way, he would flood the city of Chicago with federal law enforcement. Mayor Lightfoot said that's a classic Trump hyperbole. I sent him a letter on Monday outlining very specific things that the federal government is unqualified to help with starting with common sense gun control. Okay, 
What did we hear from Obama all those years? And I'm not a cheerleader here for Trump, believe me. What did we hear from Obama all those years? Common sense gun legislation, right? Isn't that what we heard? We just want to look at some common sense gun legislation. If that's the case, why was it Obama could come up with common sense gun legislation using the federal government, but President Trump can't come up with common sense gun legislation from the federal government? Why is one okay and not the other? A lot of people don't remember that. The fact of the matter is our gun problem is related to the fact that we have too many illegal guns on the street. Really? The hell you say? 60% of which come from outside the state of Illinois. How do you know that? How, how, how are you able to track that? Because how, they're how stolen. No, 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 you can because the guns that are that are brought in as they as they capture these guns or they come into the police possessions, they run a serial number to determine where the gun was purchased. Yeah, okay. And but, a gun was, yeah, and that's how they're able to follow that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I understand that part of it, but sixty percent of the guns on the street, you don't know how many guns are on the street. That's what I was looking at here. Well, they're just looking at the arrests. They're and they're just oh, extrapolating right. a formula. All right. Wait, where did they Go say ahead, they Bruce. came from? They're just she just says other states. Yeah, out of states. That's all she says. She says we're being inundated with guns from states that have virtually no gun control, no background checks, no ban on assault weapons. Look at Pennsylvania's. They have gun laws, but I mean, they're they're a C rated. You know, they do have handguns and all that kind of stuff. How many times have you seen the Amish do drive bys? I've never heard of that. (laughs) It's the people that are causing the problem, not the guns. If you look at these, it's the people. And and I just gun thing is going to drive me nuts. I understand. But you have to understand something. This is an argument that's always going to be here. Mm -hmm. It's always going to be here because we're always going to have you're always going to have that mentality of people in a society that are into the life of crime. It's just it's there. I mean, I I know this is going to sound bad, but if you look at the FBI statistics over the last 10 years, violent crimes actually down. Believe it or not, it's actually down. But if you were watching the TV or you were reading the paper, you're reading stories like this, you'd never know it. But according to the FBI's own statistics, the crime stats are down. Now, I'm, are those accurate numbers? I don't know. But I'm, all I'm saying is that's what the reports are showing. But yes, it's a people problem. It's a people problem. There's there's a lack of culture. We've got problems in the inner cities and they need to be addressed. And going forward in the middle of everything else that we're seeing with uh, with these these riots, with the political class that are aligning themselves with these agendas that are that are trying to squeeze the people in the middle out and you're enabling the groups at the bottom to menace the groups that are trying to abide by the law. But until we get a handle on those groups of people, I don't see uh, an end in sight for this one in the in the immediate future. The other thing that I'm I'm concerned about, just I, I was doing a quick search on gun regulations there in Illinois because they were saying assault weapons are, aren't banned in other states and blah, blah, blah. There in that state, you actually have to have a firearm owner's identification card before you can buy a firearm or ammunition. And what is a firearms ownership identification card? It's a ID card issued by the state police and uh, you have to be above 21 to get it. Or if you're uh, under 21, you have to get uh, parental consent. So basically it's the government has a list of every gun owner, basically. And they also regulate whether you can buy ammunition or firearms. Kind of violates the Second Amendment just just a little bit. Just on its face. Yeah, it does. All right, fellas. I want to thank you both for sitting down and taking the time today. GP, it's good to have you in here. Appreciate you coming back in. Thank you. (laughs) No, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) 
<laughs> I only interrupted you like three times. So yeah, I think it was only good. yeah, it was only three hundred times. Yeah, it was only three times. Yeah, you're right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just <laughs> Wouldn't be the same without it. Wouldn't be the same without it. Anyway, we are going to have to go. For those of you who have not, and you would like to, please do give us a follow over on the social media platform of Parlor. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to get your feedback, your comments, your likes, your echoes, uh, and all those things that you drop along to us. Uh, we would really appreciate that. We do take your feedback and we do answer every comment and line that you drop to us that we do get. So we appreciate that very much. We thank you. You can follow me at Jay Anderson 3 You can follow Marty at Marty Foster. GP, Bruce, thank you for your time tonight. And from all of us here, wherever you are in the world, we thank you for listening because it's all of you that listen that make this all possible. We love you and we love freedom and independence. And together we'll continue to fight for those in the marketplace of ideas. So we'll see all of you tomorrow. 